party time. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. First things first. First things first. Got to take my relief factor. This is how it stays faithful right here, baby. Just do it. Do it for the public consumption. And uh, you got to find the little place where the, the little perforation is, boys and girl. There it is. I uh, you might not want to do that if you got dentures. <laughs> we went to the movie premiere last night for Nefarious, guys. And I got to tell you a funny story. Hang on. Mmm. Tastes like alfalfa. Not really. Like eating that hay. Get rid of that inflammation with Relief Factor. Um, went to the Nefarious premiere last night. And um, I sat next to Congressman Chip Roy and his wife. And um, we got about two-thirds of the way through the movie. I really had to pee. Really had to pee. And Chip goes, I got to pee. <laughs> and I said, well, go. I'll go with you. He goes, well, that might look weird. And I said, well, you go, and I'll follow by 15 seconds. But that's not the story. We got, we got our urine out. But then they had an after party uh, across the parking lot there at a restaurant called Ford's there in East Plano. When you walk in the door, Chris Cruz who, by the way, is back from having allergies and trying to die on us. Uh, when you walked in the door, they had complimentary beverages. They had white wine. They had uh, red wine. They had Shiner beer. And they had Bud Light. And the Bud Light was in, you know, they had trays of it. And then it was on tables. You could just walk up and grab one, right? And I said, I want to know who's going to be the little bitch that's going to be the first person to go grab a Bud Light. I swear to you guys, I was there from 9 o'clock at that after party. I was there from 9 o'clock till 11.30. I look, kept looking around the room. Not a single person drank a Bud Light. Good, good. You got to fight back one way or the other. I said, they put all these beers out, and I promise you not a single person is going to drink one. And they didn't do it. I mean, you talk about a, again, this is one of those deals that will probably die down. Uh, and people will go back to normal with it because, you know, companies do dumb things all the time. But, you know, the folks from Patriot Mobile were there last night. Always great to catch up with those guys. And then I was listening to Glenn on the radio this morning talking about Patriot Mobile. And they're a perfect example of a company that has hung in there through thick and thin, th thick and thin hell and high water. They've weathered the storms. They've gotten better than ever. And... It, they are a company very much worth giving your business to for your cellular service. Um, you know, there's companies that have weathered the storm, stayed true to who they are and their convictions and their beliefs, and they have values. And then you have these companies that are wishy-washy, like the Anheuser-Busch's of the world, who just go with whatever wind of, you know, trend is out there right now in the Dylan Mulvaney thing. And they've doubled down. They said they're going to stand behind their decision with, Dylan Mulvaney, which standing behind Dylan Mulvaney is probably what drew Dylan Mulvaney to them in the first place. But don't do um, So anyway, it was interesting to watch. And uh, kudos and, and congratulations to Steve Dace on a fantastic movie. I think that thing, when it releases on the 14th of April, is going to be a blockbuster. Uh, if it's anywhere near you, go see it. Tell your friends about it. 
Uh, our good friend Shelley Luther, I saw a message this morning from uh, Tim Georgia, her husband. Shelley Luther had a brain aneurysm last night. And so she's had emergency surgery today. So I encourage you guys, uh, as you're watching this, be praying for Shelly and Tim. Uh, we, it's scary, 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 scary. So please be praying. Did anybody see Trump's speech last night? I saw some of the clips of it. I didn't see the whole thing. Yeah, I, I didn't see any of it. I didn't yeah. see any of it. Chris, you've been bedridden. Are you alive over there? Do you have a voice back yet? Anything? I do. You got one? I do. I don't no, think you were I sick s- at all. I saw the... Uh, <laughs> Were you? I know you were on drugs. Hey, by the way, that was the first time, true thing, first time a doctor gave me a sick note. (laughs) Also proud of that. I (laughs) took those two days when the doctor said, you take two days, Chris, you earned them. Anyways, I did see the Trump. The only thing that was uh, interesting is nothing changed from the Waco rally to um, yesterday. It's the same speech. They're so basically still like just a campaign speech. It's a campaign speech. Um, I did appreciate the people with disposable cameras. Um, <laughs> very interesting to bring in a sea of smartphones. Here's a disposable camera. And her, I think it was a her, trying to dial it back in. I was like, oh, yeah. I got to take another yeah, one. You got to roll the like, little dial. Can someone get her a smart one? Because like it takes a long time. You're gonna miss a couple of frames every time you you wind that thing back. Yeah. But but other than that, it was the same speech. There yeah. was nothing there. I think he's raised about ten million at this point. Oh, <clears throat> that guy is. It, I do agree with what people are saying. Everybody should drop, get behind the man, get him elected, and secure for like the next like two elections. You have it. Yeah. That's what you got to do now. Well, I, I tend to agree with you. Here, here's the scary thing, and we've said this. I mean, we've said this ad nauseum at this point, that, that if this is allowed to be carried out, then this is a dangerous day for America uh, because they can not only just go after a former president, they can go after anybody, and they will. Uh, I saw Senator Ted Cruz there at the movie premiere last night, and you know, I, listen, I, I, when I, and I've talked to several different people, and it's, this is concerning because this is not America. This is not constitutional. This is not the way these things need to be done. And, and uh, you know, I made my little Fat, Al, fat Alvin meme. Hey, 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 it's Fat Alvin. And, uh, but um, Justice Merchan, who is the judge, who, by the way, we announced yesterday that uh, that judge has made donations, small, but has made do- donations to various uh, Act Blue uh, campaigns, did not issue a gag order. So Trump's legal team did not mention a, a venue change during the proceeding, according to a Fox News producer present in the room. Next hearing is December 4th. Uh, looks like that thing's going to head on into probably January. I think that's what Alvin Bragg wants to see happen because that gets, yeah, that gets, that gets into the primary there. So um, not good. Uh, and, of course, uh, Trump says Mershon, the judge, was handpicked by District Attorney Alvin Bragg uh, and the prosecutors. But, uh, of course, a New York court official told Politico that judges are randomly assigned to oversee grand juries. Uh, there's nothing random at this point. I can assure you of that. Um, yeah, a judge who oversees a grand jury that produces an indictment then serves the judge for the trial in that case. I mean, let, let's let's remember 
what we're talking about here. This this is a this is a legal filing, right? This is a payment that was made. You know, if, if you prosecute Trump for this, then what's the point of ever signing a non-disclosure agreement? You, you, what's, it's 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 pointless to ever do that. You know, I get into business all the time. I, I, I ask people to sign NDAs. They ask me to sign NDAs. Well, you don't want to discuss somebody's business. If you want to pay somebody, pay somebody off, for lack of better terms, in order to stop them from extorting you, which is, in essence, this is what this was. He was putting a stop to the idea that Stormy Daniels could later extort him for more money. He was basically saying, I'm paying you to go away. Um, Trump does it all. I mean, Congress does it all the time. It's in the budget. Yeah. So I say if you're really going to do this, I mean, why don't, why, don't we, why don't we look at all the hush money that's been paid by Congress? You know, let's see that list and see what's going on. And, oh, the law is the law. Really? You guys are opening up a Pandora's box the level of which you will never get those demons back in that container. Would they want to come for you? They can come for you. They can do it for any reason. If they could take something that normally is treated like a misdemeanor, a fine, a slap on the wrist, and you're going about your business, is suddenly escalated to a felony charge. Woo, these are dangerous, dangerous times. I can assure you of that. Um, Biden... Of course, he's always so eloquent. He uh, play that clip where he answered the indictment question about Trump. Play it. You ever notice that whenever a bunch of people start asking him questions, he just smiles at them like a putz. You know, because he's confused. He doesn't know what to do. And so he gives them that condescending smile like, yeah, I knew you guys were going to ask this question. I'm here for it. But no, nah, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, humiliate myself by answering. Uh, just going to laugh at the idea of his political opponent being, you know, indicted, you know, showing up for an arraignment. And. Um, huh. But I mean, listen, that, that, that's the whole deal. I, again. Stalin made sure that his political opponents died or were arrested. Hitler did the same thing. Um, Mao Zedong did the same thing. Now you got Joe Biden. Uh, yeah. And Alvin Bragg, of course, he said you can't. Well, let's pl play that clip of what Al Fat Alvin had to say. These are felony crimes in New York State. No matter who you are, we cannot and will not normalize serious criminal conduct serious criminal conduct now what he said was he said that trump was suppressing information in order to win an election play that clip why did donald trump repeatedly make these false statements the evidence will show that he did so to cover up crimes relating to the 2016 election. Donald Trump, executives at the publishing company American Media Incorporated, Mr. Cohen, and others agreed in 2015 to a catch-and-kill scheme. That is, a scheme to buy and suppress negative information to help 
Mr. Trump's chance of winning the election. What? As part of this scheme, Donald Trump and others made three payments to people who claimed to have negative information about Mr. Trump. So did y'all catch that? Donald Trump and his team, and by the way, when he refers to Michael Cohen there, Michael Cohen was never part of the inside of the Trump team. He was a coattail rider. He, they, they, nobody took Michael Cohen seriously. Uh, Michael Cohen did a lot of dumb shit. Um, but to say that Trump and his team did things to, um, ah, for lack of better terms, make themselves more electable, tell me a politician who has never done that. Every politician does everything they can. They scrub social media. They pay people off. They falsify their birth certificates. <laughs> I mean, they put bleach bit on their email servers. They crush their mobile devices with hammers. Uh, they use the FBI to suppress information about their son's laptop. They hide payments from China and Ukraine. I'm trying to think, like, none of this, I don't think any of that's ever happened in modern history. They perjure themselves at the accusation of adultery. Um, I mean, God, Bill Clinton never paid anybody off in Arkansas. I mean, I don't think the Clinton body count has ever truly been verified, has it? I mean, I don't know how anybody can commit suicide by crashing an airplane with two bullet holes in their head. <laughs> I mean, it was a dude they found last week, two weeks ago, who hung himself, somehow got shot, and there wasn't a gun. I'm just saying. I, I mean, you know. Yeah, but that was suicide. That he was a suicide. Yeah. It was a weird suicide. He just wanted to finish the job, so yeah. you know, he took I mean, extra precautions. It's weird suicide. Anything can happen. <laughs> but, you know, Trump, Prime 90%, 99% sure he screwed a porn star and wanted her to shut up uh, and not extort him later on once he became president or something of that nature. And what's hilarious about it is just yesterday, the courts uh, told Stormy Daniels that she owes him another 150000 So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> old tits is racking up a fee. <laughs> Count the receipts, man. Yeah, this is, a, I mean, wow at the stuff that's going on. But I'm just saying, Trump did some, what was the phrase? Uh, Normalize serious criminal conduct. I mean, we haven't dealt with that $1 million payment that uh, Joe Biden, uh, we just saw the receipts to that two weeks ago. Oh, sweep it under the rug. Sweep it under the rug. All right, guys, uh, you can go to Brazil or Colombia and get crazy stuff done to your face. You can go down to the Fort Worth Stockyards and do it too. Uh, but I don't know why you do that. Uh, real review from GeniusCell.com. Claire said, I absolutely love GeniusCell. My skin feels so good, tighter, younger, with a more even tone, and I only used it for a week. My advice to everyone, take a before picture. But Jim makes a more exciting point. He says, my wife loves it. Ever since I purchased it for her, things got much more interesting after dark. Enough said. So it's true. <laughs> Nothing works like GeniusCell because it's a family recipe for over 20 years. Made by a compounding pharmacist in small batches and always safe, cruelty-free, and natural. Right now, go to GeniusCell.com. 
slash watch Chad. Save over 70% off GenuCell's most popular package featuring their ultra retinol and dark spot corrector. Don't wait. Go to GenuCell.com slash watch Chad. What did I say? I said go to GenuCell.com slash watch Chad. All orders upgraded to free shipping and every subscription order includes a complimentary spring spa box with three spa essentials. Also free. Limited time. Visit now. GenuCell.com slash watch Chad. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash watch Chad. We'll be right back. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but you can, if you go to Canada, man, and you happen to go into one of their little, um, LGBTQ plus whatever safe spaces, they can find you like $25,000. If you say something homophobic, I mean, if you're prosecuted (laughs) 10 meters, (laughs) no, that's about 35 feet, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty close. That's about the distance between me and you. So if I say, Get, toss me one of them queer beers, and I'm talking about a Mick Ultra or a Bud Light, toss me one of them queer beers. I, they could prosecute me for homophobia in Canada. Y'all don't believe me, do you? Play that clip. Firstly, it enables the Attorney General to create a 2S LGBT QI plus community safety zone to prohibit within a hundred meters of the property any homophobic, transphobic act of intimidation, threat, offensive threats, offensive remarks, protest, disturbance, and distribution of hate propaganda within the meaning of the uh, criminal code. It also comes with it a penalty of $25,000 if prosecuted successfully. There you go. $25,000. That's Canadian, which is more. Which I, is more yeah. I don't think I can ever go to Canada now. I'm going to get arrested. I, bro, I'm, I've already sworn it off. I don't have that kind of money to say slurs, and I love slurs. <laughs> <laughs> this is sad. That's why I'm laughing. Uh, oh, yeah. Chris and I are talking about this. The 2S has uh, taken over the LGBTs. I don't know well, what happened. We always knew they would. The two-spirit people, I mean, there's more of them. I still don't entirely understand what they are. Well, for every individual, there's two spirits. <laughs> so there's two of them, so which means they can take you in a fight. I like how they picked a binary for spirits. <laughs> well, Whoa, you're not supposed to get that technically, uh, be that technically astute. I, 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 you know, listen, if you don't think that's coming to America, it's already here. Um uh, that, so, okay, so here, here's, here's what you got. So two-spirit is modern pan-Indian umbrella term. Yeah, used by some indigenous North Americans to describe Native people in their communities who fulfill a traditional third gender or other gender variant ceremonial and social role in their cultures. The term two-spirit was created in 1990 at the Indigenous Lesbian and Gay International Gathering in Winnipeg. <laughs> and specifically chosen to distinguish and distance Native American First Nations people from non-Native people because, yeah, the primary purpose of coining a new term was, well, basically to coin a new fucking <laughs> um, <laughs> That's because that's what we do now. 
Um, it was to encourage the replacement of the outdated and considered offensive anthropological term burdash. I don't know, but it'll find you 25 grand. Don't say burdash. Uh, so before the late 20th century, they say that like it was so long ago. Before the late 20th century, back when barbarians were flying airplanes... Before, when the Twin Towers still stood on the southern tip of Manhattan looking over Lady Liberty, non-native, i.e. non-native Canadian anthropologists use the term burdash, yeah, as a very, in a very broad manner to identify an indigenous individual fulfilling one of many mixed gender roles in their tribe. So in other words, it was the dude getting passed around. <laughs> so we, we colonized the term from the natives? And then made it gay? Yeah. I bet they appreciate that. That's kind of the way it went, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, most often, these anthro- anthropologists applied the term to any male whom they perceived to be homosexual, bisexual, or effeminate by Western social standards, though occasionally the term was applied to lesbian, bisexual, and gender nonconforming females as well. This led to a whole variety of diverse individuals being categorized under this imprecise term. At times, they incorrectly implied that these individuals were intersex or hermaphrodites. The Jamie Lee Curtis's of the world. Um, and if you don't understand the whole pronoun thing, like I kind of look at it. I'm like, you know what? I need like a schoolhouse rock for pronouns. <laughs> Holy shit, that's a great idea. Like what's a, how a bill, the what's a bill? And yeah, I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm a only a bill, but don't call me bill because that's a male name. <laughs> I think we got a new, uh, a new sketch Inter- to do. <laughs> Interplanet <laughs> Janet, she's a hell of a gal. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not read the next video? No, no, shut up, Chris. I'm building up. Okay. I'm shut up. <laughs> Sometimes you need like an explanation from something like um, the Cartoon Network <laughs> <laughs> to tell you how these pronouns work. Well, we got a clip. Play it. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord, have mercy. So, for those of you who can't see it, there's little thought bubbles above the cartoons. And uh, they're telling you what the pronouns mean. Put, like, put a, just put a screenshot up there. Put a screenshot. Yeah. So, they're telling you. They're telling you. Put the camera back on me. Look at this. Look at this sweet country apple right there. What about? I had to go over there and read the monitor, see what it says. I couldn't read the deal. But basically, there's Chloe. She likes to identify as she, her. They didn't break down a whole lot of the Burdash people. Which are Indians that get passed from TP to TP. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want to be too spirited. <laughs> yeah. I had a, and I, I told, uh, I was telling somebody earlier today that I had a dream last night. Uh, that I was a wigwam and a teepee, and they said, you're too tense. <laughs> um, Got to catch up here in a minute. Um, my God, dude. I mean, this, this is, uh, again, they're going to criminalize everything. So, again, this is, this, the reason this is important is what I've told you all along. People say, why don't you just live and let live? Because they're not doing that. They're not living and letting live. If it's live and let live, then play by the same damn rules. Play by the same standards. 
then I should be able to say what I want to say in that free speech. I, if I want to call you an asshole, even if you're the nicest person in the world, you may be great, fantastic, polite to everybody. You may help little old ladies across the road. You, you may buy, you know, you know, you might buy the fatted turkey for Tiny Tim and Bob Cratchit after having a conversion experience with ghosts from Christmas. You may be wonderful, but if I think you're an asshole, I got the right to call you an asshole. And you can't sue me for that. I mean, you can try. But, like, you, you, you can't make it all of a sudden criminal for me to refer to you as an asshole. Yes. Yes. Because by doing that, you just became an asshole. Because I'm sorry if I'm in your gender-safe space and I say, hey, toss me a queer beer. And they go, bang. Like like big big rainbow colored dicks and neon come swinging out like on top of the sirens on the car. Like big old swinging latex. And the and the cop car has butterflies wings on the side of it. Every time the exhaust comes out, it blows glitter. You're gonna get arrested and have to go watch Will and Grace in lockup. <laughs> they put you in a cell and you have to watch Karen on Will and Grace on repeat. You know, and you put me in jail for that, and then you find me 25 grand after I have to go to court and pay legal expenses to fight it. I'm going to think you're an asshole. Like, I think you're now, you're now expressing hate towards me. And I just wanted a Bud Light beer. I just wanted to show solidarity. Can you imagine just being in jail and your cellmate's like, what are you in for? I called someone gay. <laughs> yeah, I called him a pole smoker. They threw me in here real quick. I tweeted, no. Dylan Mulvaney's not a woman. That was it. Let's, let's go one step further. <laughs> Why are you in here? Uh, I said somebody was gay. Well, you about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> about to educate you real quick. <laughs> oh, man. It's the world we're living in, man. Thank God Cartoon Network's explaining pronouns, man. Which uh, is funny because I learned about making fun of gay people from Cartoon Network Yeah, growing up. Lord have mercy. All right, let's go to a break because our buddy Larry Alex Taunton, he's been uh, in Europe for the last three months working on his, on his new book. And so uh, I'm going to skip Waxing Eloquent in the next segment. Uh, we'll, we'll do some more of that later. But I want to talk to Larry about his experience in Europe over the last three months, how they're viewing America. I know you don't care, but but it's it's a pretty insightful deal we want to talk about. Uh, if it's uh, listen, it's hard to trust anything these days. It's hard to trust anyone, much less anything. So uh, our most important institutions are being systematically destroyed. I want you to be prepared for the worst because most of us aren't. True freedom comes from self reliance. That means having a solid supply of emergency food on hand. So our friends over at My Patriot Supply, <clears throat> they're doing that great deal again where they're knocking two hundred dollars off their uh, three month emergency food kit. So you can go to MyPatriotSupply.com and get the special price before it ends. Uh, this is fantastic. It's a great time to stock up. Three-month emergency food kit. You're going to get the 200, two, I'm sorry, 2,000 calories a day, uh, which is going to be exactly what you need. You got the breakfast, lunch, dinner. You got the snacks. It's delicious. Your whole family's going to love it. And by the way, when you get your emergency food, take some of it, try it, sample it, learn about it. Like, you don't want to be in an emergency trying to figure out how to, you know, get the stuff cooked, figure it out, learn, prepare. And uh, trust me, it's good stuff. 
and you're going to be glad to have it when the shortages hit, and the shortage is going to hit. So MyPatriotSupply.com, go right away. Save $200 on each kit that your family needs. Get one kit per person in your family. Don't put off the, the preparedness any longer. MyPatriotSupply.com, free shipping as well. Hurry before it's too late. MyPatriotSupply.com, we'll be right back. Hey guys, uh, welcome back. Um, my very good friend Larry Alex Taunton is back from Europe after three months abroad. Uh, been working on some projects over there, and I want to get caught up with him. Um, bring him on here, Larry. Uh, how are you, buddy? It's good to see you, man. Hey, I'm I'm great, Chad. And it's funny, you know, these days you can't say that you've been abroad because they'll think that, that it's a <laughs> it's a transgender thing. You know, I I used to be a woman. I I've been abroad, but well, no, I, yeah, I've been overseas for the last three months, seven countries, and uh, I'm glad to be home. Man, with with hair like yours, you never know. They might think you're abroad. You never know. How many? How many? I saw your tweet this morning. And by the way, if you're not following Larry Alex Taunton on Twitter, his Twitter threads are legendary. They're informative, they're educational, they're historical, they're packed with uh, solid arguments and facts. A little smart-ass. A little bit of smart-ass mixed in, which is why you and I get along so well. Um, uh, they, you were telling me when you were in Europe, or you were saying on Twitter how many different people that you get confused by, or they say you look like somebody. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like that's Jeff so Bridges funny. or Richard yeah, Gere or... That's so funny. I had somebody tell me a... Uh, a guy told me in, in Budapest, he said, you know, hey, you, he was a hotel like doorman. Uh, maybe about the third time I passed him, he said, I look like Kenny Rogers. And I said, was that before? <laughs> was that before after he had the, uh, you know, the facelift? Yeah. Um, I had someone else tell me that I looked like Jeff Bridges. Somebody else said that I looked like Michael McDonald of the Doobie I, Brothers. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, it's just the gray hair and the gray beard. Soon it'll be Santa Claus and it'll be... It'll be Colonel Sanders, you yeah. Know, so uh, the well, older I get. Well, welcome back home. I'm glad you're back. I don't like you being gone so long. Um, mostly because you you've got a beautiful lake house that I, I'm ready to come back and visit again. Uh, uh, you gotta you gotta come. It's gorgeous right now. We came yeah. back just in time for spring. Dude, I mm, envious. Uh, gorgeous, gorgeous place. Uh, anyway. You were working on a new book over there? Is that what you is that what you've been doing for the last three months? World Economic Forum. Yep. I mean, I was doing a variety of other things, but I went. You, you'll recall that in January I attended the World Economic Forum's annual meeting in Davos, yeah. and uh, you know some some crazy people there, uh, Chad. I mean, it's a uh, it's an interesting place to go. I, I didn't go into the big plenary sessions. That's the stuff you can get online. Yeah. Uh, I instead went and sort of uh, milled about among the attendees, and it was fascinating. They're building an army of Greta Thunbergs. It's it's kind of frightening what they're doing. It's, so when you go into a place like that, World Economic Forum, and you're talking to these people, do you kind of get the sense that these people see themselves as part of this elitist cabal? They're kind of like on the inside of information the rest of the world doesn't have. What's that attitude like? Well, let me... Let, Yes, 100%, Chad. And let me give you a couple of good examples of that. First of all, um, Davos is not easy to get to. I, I kind of hated going to it because the older I get, the less I like to travel. 
And, uh, and I have to do it in my work. You know, one of the things I feel that sets me apart and that gives me some measure of value to people like you is that I'm, I'm going to these places. So I'm, I'm boots on the ground and I'm reporting to guys like you and your audience about what's, what's going on. But going to Davos, you, you can't get on a plane and fly there. It's, it's, in the, it's in the Alps. Now, you can if you're Bill Gates or mm. one of these 115 billionaires that attended this thing or 50 heads of state who attended it. And see, what they did was where I'm going to, uh, going to Zurich and then taking another train and another train in order to get there, um, they flew their private jets into uh, nearby, a private airport near Davos. <laughs> then they couldn't be bothered, Chad, to get into their big uh, Mercedes, BMWs, and Audis, the gas guzzling sort. Yeah. Uh, and not the cheap, you know, entry level ones. We're yeah. talking about the, the, you know, the, the the ones that are like urban assault vehicles, and uh, they couldn't be bothered to get into those. So what they did is they then took helicopters into Davos. Then they got into these yeah. cars and you know drove a block or two. Then they lectured us all about how we need to reduce our carbon footprint. So right away, you know that these are people who see themselves as. Uh, uh, these rules don't apply to them. Then add to this that they tell us we need to reduce the, the global population, Chad, from roughly 8 billion to less than 2 billion. I, do, did Bill Gates commit suicide? Has he volunteered himself? He has not given himself up on oh. that altar. No. Well, no. so yes, to your answer, they see themselves, these rules don't apply to them. What is the attitude in Europe overall towards Americans? How, how do they view what they perceive or what they see going on here in the United States? Great question. Um, I think, you know, a lot of Americans think that the rest of the world hates us, and that just isn't the case. Uh, right. Much of the world, even, by the way, in countries you think would hate us, like, for instance, in Russia or mm -hmm. in China or Vietnam, they they tend to be, the, that is the common people, not the government, they yeah. tend to really like Americans, be interested in Americans and want to engage with you, maybe get a selfie with you. Um, Europeans are very anxious that America is committing cultural suicide. And uh, I published in one of these latest threads that I did a, um, a magazine cover from, uh, I think it's Le Monde, which is uh, one, of the, one of the big publications in France that mm -hmm. says the American suicide. And it says that, that we are being, <laughs> we're being destroyed by leftist woke culture. Now, I just want to tell you something. When the French tell you you're too leftist, you need to look in the mirror. Wow. I'm going to write a song called American Suicide. <laughs> I, that's, that's a powerful phrase there. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, when you look at what, we, what we're doing here, and this I, prior to this segment, we showed how the comedy, or not comedy, uh, the Cartoon Network put out a video, a cartoon of explaining how pronouns work so oh, wow. when we're indoctrinating our children with the cartoon network of, of how to do you know and then canada we showed the clip where they put out a new lgbt task force against homophobia where if you say something that's homophobic or transphobic within these basically safe spaces for the community uh then you could be prosecuted and charged up to you know twenty five thousand dollars in fines yeah. Uh, so, if, so if I say, hey, throw me a Bud Light, I love that queer beer, uh, you know, you're going to jail and possibly to court if you Chad, say the you wrong thing. you would never do that. <laughs> Shit. I would, Larry, I would push the envelope so hard on that. 
I mean, uh, Kid Rock. I love what Kid Rock was doing. Yeah. It was so funny. <laughs> but man, I'll tell you, I, I like sometimes I sit there. I did it this morning. I look out my hotel room window and I see traffic going by, and I go, "Does the average American believe the BS that's being peddled out here by the mainstream media?" Were you able to keep up much with the mainstream? What's happening in America there? Were you getting your news filtered kind of through European markets? Well, um, that's also a very interesting question. You know, there's almost a complete blackout on real news in Europe. Now, I did have access to Twitter, so you saw that I was sure, was yeah. tweeting over there. But you know, there I, I I don't know what the percentage of Europeans are who actually look at Twitter. But you know, Rumble, for instance, is blocked. You know, mm -hmm. they can't see that there, and their media um, is all leftist. There's no Fox News, you know, equivalents. And the point isn't whether you know listeners like Fox News or trust them or not. The point is there just aren't really any alternative media sources. So you find yourself sitting, you know, um, something I like about Europe, particularly Southern Europe, Italians, for instance, are very friendly people. Right. And if you're sitting at a, they're like Southerners. And if you're sitting at a restaurant um, next to people, they might engage you in conversation. Ah, oh, you're American. Where are you from? Yeah. And um, I, which I enjoyed quite a lot, but you would often find people spouting nonsense when it came to news issues where you weren't quite sure you know, where they're getting that from. For instance, I just happened to drop casually into a conversation about Biden blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline. <laughs> and I might have said that the moon landing was fake. They looked absolutely shocked. They said, what? Yeah. What? And I said, no, no, no. He, he blew it up. This is everywhere. Yeah. Um, and they're saying, we've seen nothing about this. Wow. And also, Chad, if you mentioned, you know, people dying from vaccines, They've heard none of this unless, as I say, they're managing to get it through some other, That's you know, amazing. alternative media source. It's amazing. Hey, uh, Larry, hang with us for another segment. I, I, you, you have some compelling proof that uh, of who's actually running this presidential administration. I want you to break that down. Before we do that, I've got to go to a break. But Larry, we got this new sponsor, dude. I have fallen in love with this product right here, dude. You got guns. I got guns. We got guns. I mean, yes. the ones that aren't in the river. Uh, this stuff is called uh, Barrel Buddy, and it's their pitch patch, and this is how you clean your guns. So, uh, I mean, I hate cleaning guns. It's a hassle in life, and it's a dirty job, but you got to do it. These, in patches, they can be messy and inefficient, and that whole rope cleaning thing, that leaves stuff behind, and it hides the dirt when it comes through the barrel. Barrel Buddy's a better deal here, guys. Listen, Barrel Buddy compresses to fill the interior of your gun's barrel, making sure that you clean the rifling grooves and comes in seven different sizes to match any caliber firearm. And uh, Barrel Buddy is composed of polymers that don't leave behind residual particles, so it's safe, too, so it's an amazing concept. It cleans by scrubbing and collecting the particulates, then absorbs any remaining residue, and it buffs the interior surface clean. You can even lubricate your firearm while you're cleaning. So uh, cleaning your gun, man, it's important. It's a major step in being a responsible gun owner, and you want to make sure that it's uh, in, its, in its most efficient condition. Uh, when it's time for action and barrel buddy it's a totally new concept better way to take care of your firearms so i want you to get some today i guarantee you're gonna love them go to barrelbuddy.com hang tight we'll be right back forgive me for me uh my guest is larry taunton please follow him on twitter I don't do Twitter. Go do Twitter. Uh, at Larry Taunton, T-A-U-N-T-O-N. At Larry Taunton, you will be happy. 
that you did it. You sent me a deal last night. I didn't get a chance to get into it because we were at that movie premiere. I read it yeah, this what morning. Yeah, movie premiere were you Nefarious. At? It's Steve Dace's ah. new movie, Nefarious. And so it was my second okay, time. Okay, he sent me that. Oh, it's fantastic, dude. It's Is it? It looks like it. absolutely fantastic. So yesterday was big premiere day around here. Everybody was in town, and so we were hobnobbing last night. But I got into it this morning. And you make a compelling argument because I, I started to say something the other week when whoever it is that tweets for Joe Biden, he said he put the bust of Cesar Chavez back in the in the White House in the Oval Office. And I was like, um, does no one know who Cesar Chavez is? And we have this ongoing speculation of, we know Joe's not running the country. Yeah, exactly. Who the hell is running Joe? Your argument is what? Yeah, well, let's let's go back to that Chavez, that that bust, that little statue of um, Cesar Chavez. Um, when Obama became president of the United States, the he, all, his very first act as president of the United States was to remove a similar bust of Winston Churchill, which, by the way, was a gift from the British people to the American people. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, the uh, it was kind of a big deal. It, it caused a bit of a scandal when he removed it. Yeah, um, it was an offense to the British people, and he made up all kinds of excuses as to why he did it. But but it was a signal as to who Obama is um, that he's an anti-imperialist. You know, right. people want to say he's a socialist or he's a fascist or he's this. He's he's his father's son. This is Dinesh D'Souza's argument in his book, um, The uh, Roots of Obama's Rage. Mm -hmm. So he removed the bust of Churchill. Then he put. Uh, he declared uh, Cesar Chavez Day in 2014. Uh, Cesar Chavez, as you just pointed out, uh, was a uh, he's a Saul Alinsky uh, follower. Um, he was a Marxist agitator and thug. Thug. Mm. Yeah. But even CNN, CNN was aghast when he declared Cesar Chavez Day. They mm. were just like, what in the world is he thinking back in 2014? Trump becomes president of the United States. What does he do? He gets rid of Cesar Chavez. He puts Churchill back into the Oval Office. Then Biden, um, I won't say was elected. We'll say Biden, you know, <laughs> assumed office. And what did he do? Again, immediately as president of the United States, he removes the, the Churchill statue and he puts Cesar Chavez back in the Oval Office. That to me is as clear a sign as any that the person who is running the show is Barack Obama. It's not George mm. Soros, it's not Klaus Schwab, it's not Bill Gates, it's not a cabal of, of World Economic Forum types, it is Barack Obama. And reading that tweet about Cesar Chavez, those are not, that's not the sentiment of Joe Biden. No, Joe Biden doesn't care about Cesar Chavez, He's not interested in Cesar Chavez. Um, that's 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 Barack Obama all the way. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 we know, and of course, I'm I love to make fun of Joe Biden's tweets because they're not Joe Biden's tweets, yeah, and of so <laughs> he he can't collect that type of thought. He doesn't. Those things are not going through his head. Not much yeah. is going through the man's head. Uh, but when I saw him do, do the the you know the Chavez bus, I was like. Do people really not know their history of who these people are that they're yeah. setting up? But I and I said that I I thought the same thing. I was like, well, this sounds very Obama esque uh, as an action. And so, but I love the conclusions that you drew through your tweet thread 
Um, I shared it on mine as well this morning. Thanks I so watched much. Chad. Yeah, man. I Listen, you know, Larry, anytime you tweet something, you'll send it, and sometimes you'll send one of those long threads. You're like, see what you think. Bro, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> You've done the research. I love it. I promise you. Um, and I'm always quick to retweet it. And, uh, I, dude, I, I love the way you put those threads together. You even add pictures in there. It's like reading a little little mini book. Uh, but, yeah, dude, we're in trouble as a country. This this Trump indictment thing, if they can go after him, they can go after all of us. Um, 100%. And, and we're in trouble, man. You know, you've, you've, been in, you've been in some places around the world. You've seen some things. Yep. Um, this, you know, the economic alliances that are being made against the dollar around the world, we, we're in trouble. Uh, mm-hmm. Glenn Beck and I sat down for our overtime this week, and, and we spent 30 minutes talking about this. Uh, that's going to air later this week. How, how long before we start looking like Venezuela, man? Well, it's interesting you say that. Um, I have, I think you know that I've been over 60 countries, and I uh, earlier this year and last year, uh, I was in South America. I've spent mm-hmm. a lot of time in South America following what is happening. Now, this relates to what you're talking about, following what is happening there, because <laughs> excuse me, you have these burgeoning democracies <clears throat> there in Brazil and in Colombia that now have elected actual criminal terrorist leftists, mm-hmm. supposedly, and, and uh, most people don't believe they were actually elected, that these are these are actually um, individuals, there's some election rigging of the kind that we saw in the United States. So suddenly you have these Marxist leftist former terrorists in charge in Brazil and in Colombia, and uh, Petro, who's who's now the president in Colombia, has uh, has declared himself a good friend of Maduro mm. in Venezuela. Mm. And you saw you saw Colombia was starting to do this, you know, starting starting to climb out. Medellin today is one of the safest and most beautiful cities in South America. Thirty years ago, it was Pablo Escobar's killing fields. Right. But, but Colombia has seen some real progress. All that is about to be reversed. And I predict that within a decade, it is the next Venezuela, probably the same with Brazil. So how long will it take for this to take place in the United States? Not long if we keep going the direction that yeah. we're going. Chad, I'm going to say something that's, that's quite jarring here. They'll accuse me of being a, uh, an, an insurrectionist when I say this. But there needs to be a movement of the states no longer cooperating with the federal government, saying we will no longer send you federal tax revenues. I'm not calling for armed insurrection. I'm calling for a peaceful resistance. I'm actually not calling even for a secession of states. I am saying that there needs to be a declaration on the part of the states that we have a rogue, I would argue, terrorist government. They are producing terrorists. That's what they're doing in radicalizing youth like the one who walked into this school and began shooting these Christians. That's the next Twitter thread is how the left is producing terrorists. So I think we need to stop cooperating with the federal government. Yeah, they are definitely weaponizing the mentally ill. That's for sure. Larry Alex Taunton. You can find him at uh, LarryAlexTaunton.com. Am I right on that? Yes, Larry perfect. Alex, yeah, and at Larry Taunton. My brother, I'm coming to see you. I will see you at the lake in Alabama. All right. Looking forward to having you here. I brought back some Cuban cigars. So Let's go, baby. We'll, uh, we'll enjoy it. I'm waiting for you, buddy. Thanks so God much for having you. me. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon, Larry. God bless you. All buddy. right. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys. Hang tight. We'll be right back.
Hey guys, uh, chadpratherlive.com. Come see me in Fort Smith, Arkansas next week. And then we're adding a bunch of dates for the rest of this year. So you're going to want to stay tuned all over the country. We are going to, I'm going to do this rest of this year with a flourish um, so that when we hit 24, nobody can say, you didn't come to my area. I mean, I can't be everywhere at once. So anyway, uh, chadpratherlive.com and Friday, 76forever.com will be up and running. That is the newest iteration of all the things I'm doing in terms of patriotic merchandise. And uh, we've been down since August. And so we're coming back, baby. We're coming back. Going to give away a free e-bike, electric bike. That's right. $3,000 value. More information to come on that. I love you guys. God bless you. Get ready for tomorrow. It's going to be a good one. We'll talk to you then. Bye. (laughs) 